Chapter 7, Concept 7.1 Catabolic pathways yield energy by oxidizing organic fuels. Metabolic pathways that release stored energy by breaking down complex molecules are called catabolic pathways. See Chapter 6. Electron transfer plays a major role in these pathways. In this section, we'll consider these processes, which are central to cellular respiration catabolic pathways and production of ATP. Organic compounds possess potential energy as a result of the arrangement of electrons and the bonds between their atoms. Compounds that can participate in exergonic reactions can act as fuels. With the help of enzymes, a cell systematically degrades complex organic molecules that are rich in potential energy to simpler waste products that have less energy. Some energy to simpler weight, some of the energy taken out of chemical storage can be used to do work. The rest is dissipated as heat. One catabolic process, fermentation, is a partial degradation of sugars or other organic fuel that occurs without the use of oxygen. However, the most efficient catabolic pathway is aerobic respiration, in which oxygen is, is consumed as a reactant along with the organic fuel. Aerobic is from the Greek air, air, and bios, life. The cells of most eukaryotic and prokaryotic organisms can carry out aerobic respiration. Some prokaryotes use substances other than oxygen as reactants in a similar process that harvests chemical energy without oxygen. This process is called anaerobic respiration. The prefix an means without. Technically, the term cellular respiration includes both aerobic and anaerobic processes. However, it originated as a synonym for aerobic respiration because of the relationship that that, of that process to organismal re respiration, which it, in which an animal breathes in oxygen. Thus, cellular respiration is often used to refer to aerobic processes to the aerobic process, a practice we will follow in most of this chapter. Although very different in mechanism, aerobic respiration is in principle similar to the combustion of gasoline in an automobile engine after oxygen is, mis is mixed with fuel, hydrocarbons. Food provides the fuel for respiration, and the exhaust is carbon dioxide and water. The overall process can be summed, summarized as followed as follows. Organic compounds plus oxygen to carbon dioxide plus water plus energy. Carbohydrates, fats, and proteins can all be processed and consumed as fuel. A main source of carbohydrates in animal diets is the storage polysaccharide starch, which is broken down into glucose, C6H12O6, subunits. We will learn the steps of cellular respiration by tracking the degradation of the sugar glucose. C6H12O6 plus 6O2 equals 6CO2 plus 6H2O plus energy, ATP plus heat. The breakdown of glucose is exergonic, having a free energy change of negative 682 kcals, 2870 kJ per mole of glucose decomposed. A 
delta G equals negative 686 kcal per mole. Recall that a negative delta G indicates that the products of the chemical process store less energy than the reactants, and that the reaction can happen spontaneously, in other words, without an input of energy. Catabolic pathways do not directly move flagella, pump solutes across membranes, polymerize monomers, or perform other cellular work. Catabolism is linked to a work by a chemical drive shaft, ATP, which you learned about in chapters 3 and 6. To keep working, the cell must regenerate its supply of ATP from ADP and P with a circle around it. To understand how cellular respiration accomplishes this, let's examine the fundamental chemical processes known as oxidation and reduction. How do, how do the catabolic pathways that decompose glucose and other organic fuels yield energy? The answer is based on the transfer of electrons during the chemical reactions. The relocation of electrons releases energy stored in organic molecules, and this energy ultimately is used to synthesize ATP. In many chemical reactions, there is a transfer of one or more electrons, E negative, from one reactant to another. These electron transfers are called oxidation reduction reactions, or redox reactions for, for short. A redox reaction, the loss of electrons from one in a redox re reaction, the loss of electrons from one substance to another is called oxidization, and the addition of electrons to another substance is known as reduction. Note that adding electrons is called reduction. Adding negatively charged electrons to an atom reduces the amount of pos positive charge on that atom. To take a simple non-biological example, consider the reaction between the elements sodium, Na, and chlorine, Cl that forms table salt. Na becomes oxidized, loses electron. Cl becomes reduced, gains electron. We could generalize a redox reaction this way. X E minus plus Y equals X plus Y E negative. In the generalized reaction, substitute X E minus with, with the electron donor is called the reducing agent. It reduces Y, which accepts the donated electron. Substance Y, the electron acceptor, is the oxidizing agent. It oxidizes X E minus by removing its electron. Because an electron transfer requires both a donor and an acceptor, and an acceptor, oxidization and reduction always go together. Not all redox reactions involve the complete transfer of electrons from one substance to another. Some change the degree of electron sharing and covalent bonds. The reaction between methane and oxygen, shown in figure 7.3, is an example. The covalent electrons in methane are shared nearly equally between the bonded between the covalent between the bonded atoms because carbon and hydrogen have about the same affinity for valence electrons. They're about equally electronegative. But when methane reacts with oxygen, forming carbon dioxide, electrons end up shared less equally behind, between the carbon atom and its new covalent partners, the oxygen atoms, which are very electronegative. As a result, the carbon atom has partially lost its shared electrons. Thus, methane has been oxidized. Now let's examine the fact 
the fate of the reactant O2. The two atoms of the oxygen molecule, O2, share their electrons equally. But when oxygen reacts with hydrogen from methane, forming water, the electrons of the covalent bonds spend more time near the oxygen. In effect, each oxygen atom has partially gained electrons, so the, elect so the oxygen molecule has been reduced. Because oxygen is so electronegative, it is one of the most potent of all oxidizing agents. Energy must be added to pull an electron away from an atom, just as energy is required to push a ball uphill. The more electronegative the atom, the stronger its pull on electrons, the more energy is required to take an electron away from it. An electron loses potential energy whenever it shifts from a less electronegative atom toward a more electronegative one, just as a ball loses potential energy whenever it rolls downhill. A redox reaction that moves electrons closer to oxygen, such as burning, oxidization of methane, therefore releases chemical energy that can be put to work. Oxidation of organic fuel molecules during cellular respiration. The oxidation of methane by oxygen is the main combustion reaction that occurs in the burner of a gas stove. The combustion of gasoline in an automobile engine is also a redox reaction. The energy released pushes the pistons. But the energy yielding redox process, of the greatest interest to biologists in respiration, the oxidization of glucose and other molecules in food. Examine again the summary equation for cellular respiration, but this time think of it as a redox process. C6H12O6 plus 6 times O2 equals 6 CO2 plus 6 H2O plus energy. In the combustion of methane and gasoline, the fuel, glucose, is oxidized and the oxygen is reduced. The electrons lose potential energy along the way and the energy is released. In general, organic molecules that have an abundance of hydrogen are excellent fuels because their bonds are a source of hilltop electrons, whose energy may be released if these electrons fall down an energy gradient when they are transferred to oxygen. The summary equation for respiration indicates that hydrogen is transferred from glucose to oxygen. But the important part, part not visible in the summary equation, is that the energy state of the electron changes as hydrogen, with its electron, is transferred to oxygen. <coughs> In respiration, the oxidization of glucose transfers electrons to a lower energy state, liberating energy that becomes available for ATP synthesis. The main energy yielding foods, carbohydrates and fats, are reservoirs of electrons attached associated with hydrogen. Only the barrier of activation energy holds back the flood of electrons to a lower energy state. See figure 6.12. Without this barrier, a, few, a food substance, like glucose, could combine almost instantaneously with O2. If we supply the activation energy by igniting glucose, it burns in air, releasing 686 kcals of heat per mole of glucose, about 180 grams. Body temperature is not high enough to initiate burning, of course. Instead, if you swallow some glucose, enzymes in your cells will lower the barrier of activation energy, allowing the sugar to be oxidized in a series of steps. Stepwise energy harvest via NAD plus in the electron transport chain. If energy is released from a fuel all at once, it cannot be harnessed efficiently 
for constructive work. For example, if a gasoline tank explodes, it cannot drive a car very far. Cellular respiration does not oxidize glucose in a single explosive step either. Rather, glucose and other organic fuels are broken down in a series of steps, each one ca catalyzed by an enzyme. At key steps, electrons are stripped from the glucose. As often the case in oxidization reactions, each electron travels with a proton, thus as a hydrogen atom. The hydrogen atoms are not transferred directly to oxygen, but instead are usually passed first to an electron carrier, a coenzyme called NAD+, nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide, a derivative of the vitamin niacin. NAD plus is well suited as an electron carrier because it can cycle easily between oxidized NAD plus and reduced NADH states. As an electron acceptor, NAD plus functions as an oxidizing agent during respiration. How does NAD plus trap electrons from glucose and other organic molecules? Enzymes called dehydrogenases remove a pair of hydrogen atoms, two electrons, and two protons from the substrate, glucose in this example, thereby oxidizing it. The enzyme delivers the two electrons along with one proton to its coenzyme, NADH+, or NAD+. The other proton is released as a hydrogen ion, H+, into the surrounding solution. By receiving two negatively charged electrons but only one positively charged proton, the, nico the nicotinidine portion of NAD plus has its charge neutralized when NAD plus is reduced to NADH. The name NADH shows the hydrogen has been received in the reaction. NAD plus is the most versatile electron acceptor in cellular respiration and functions in several of the redox steps during the breakdown of glucose. Electrons lose very little of their potential energy when they are transferred from glucose to NAD+. Each NADH molecule formed during respiration represents stored energy that can be tapped to make ATP when the electrons complete their fall down an energy gradient with NADH to oxygen. How do electrons that are extracted from glucose and stored as potential energy in NADH finally reach oxygen? It will help to compare the redox chemistry of cellular respiration to the much simpler reaction, the reaction between hydrogen and oxygen to form water, figure 7.5a. Mix H2 and O provide a spark for activation energy, and the gases combine explosively. In fact, combustion of liquid H2 and O2 was harnessed to help power the main engines of the space shuttle, boosting it into orbit. The explosion represents a release of energy as the electrons of hydrogen fall closer to the electronegative oxygen atoms. Cellular respiration also brings hydrogen and oxygen together to form water, but there are two important differences. First, in cellular respiration, the hydrogen that reacts with oxygen is derived from organic molecules rather than H2. Second, instead of occurring in one explosive reaction, Respiration uses an electron transport chain to break the fall of electrons to oxygen into several energy-releasing steps. As an electron transport chain consists of a number of molecules, 
mostly proteins built into the inner membrane of the mitochondria of eukaryotic cells and the plasma membrane of aerobically respiring prokaryotes. Electrons removed from glucose are shuttled along NADH to the top, higher energy, into the chain. At the bottom, lower energy into the chain, O2 captures these electrons along with the hydrogen nuclei, H+, forming water. Electron transfer from NADH to oxygen is an exergonic reaction with a free energy charge of negative 53 kcals per mole. Negative 222 kJ per mole. Instead of energy being released and wasted in a single explosive step, electrons cascade down the chain from one carrier molecule to the next in a series of redox reactions, losing a small amount of energy with each step until they finally reach oxygen, the terminal electron acceptor, which has a very great affinity for electrons. Each downhill carrier is more electronegative than, and thus capable of oxidizing, its uphill neighbor, with oxygen at the bottom of the chain. Therefore, the electrons transferred from glucose to NAD+, fall down an energy gradient in the electron transport chain to a far more stable location in the electronegative ox oxygen atom. Put another way, oxygen pulls electrons down the chain in an energy-yielding tumble analogous to gravity pulling objects downhill. In summary, during cellular respiration, most electrons traveled the following downhill route, glucose to NADH to electron transport chain to oxygen. Later in the chapter, you will learn about more about how the cell uses the energy released from this exergonic electron fall to regenerate its supply of ATP. For now, having covered the basic redox mechanisms of cellular respiration, let's look at the entire process by which energy is harvested from organic fuels. Stages of Cellular Respiration A Preview The harvesting of energy from glucose to cellular respiration is a cumulative function of three metabolic stages. We list them here along with a color coding scheme that we will use throughout the chapter to help you keep track of the big picture. Glycolysis, color-coded teal throughout the chapter. Pyruvate, oxidation, and citric acid cycle, color-coded salmon. Oxidative phosphorylation, electron transport, and chemisiomoiesis, color-coded violet. Biochemists usually reserve the term cellular respiration for stages 2 and 3 together. In this text, we include glycolysis glycolysis, however, because most respiring cells derive energy from glucose, use glycolysis to produce the starting material for the citric acid cycle. As diagrammed in figure 7.6, glycolysis and pyruvate oxidization, follow, followed by the citric acid cycle, are the catabolic pathways that break down glucose and other organic fuels. Glycolysis, which occurs in the cytosol, begins the degradation process by breaking glucose into two molecules of a compound called pyruvate. In eukaryotes, pyruvate enters the mitochondrion and is oxidized to a compound called acetyl-CoA, which enters the citric acid cycle, also called the Krebs cycle. There, the breakdown of glucose to carbon dioxide is completed. In prokaryotes, these processes take place in the cytosol. Thus, carbon dioxide produced by, 
by respiration represents fragments of the oxidized organic molecules. Some of the steps by glycolysis in the citric acid cycle are redox reactions in which dehydrogenases transfer electrons from substrates like NAD+, to NAD+, forming NADH. In the third stage of respiration, the electron transport chain accepts electrons, most often via NADH, from the breakdown products of the first two stages and passes these electrons from one molecule to another. At the end of the chain, the electrons are combined with, the mo with molecular oxygen and hydrogen ions, H+, forming water. The energy released at each step of the chain is stored in a, in a form the mitochondrion, or prokaryotic cell, can use to make ATP from ADP. This mode of ATP synthesis is called oxidative phosphorylation because it is powered by the redox reactions of the electron transport chain. In eukaryotic cells, the inner membrane of the mitochondrion is the site of electron transport and chemiosmosis, the process that together constitutes oxidative phosphorylation. In prokaryotes, these processes take place in the plasma membrane. Oxidative phosphorylation accounts for almost 90% of the ATP generated by respiration. A smaller amount of ATP is formed directly in a few reactions of glycolysis in the citric acid cycle by a mechanism called substrate level phosphorylation. Figure 7.7. .7. This mode of ATP synthesis occurs when an enzyme transfers a phosphate group from a substrate molecule to ADP. Rather than adding an inorganic phosphate to ADP as an oxidative phosphorylation, substrate molecule here refers to an organic molecule generated as an intermediate during the catabolism of glucose. For each molecule of glucose, Degraded by carbon dioxide and water by respiration, the cell makes up about 32 molecules of ATP, each with 7.3 kcals per mole of free energy. Respiration caches in the large denomination of energy banked in the single molecule of glucose, 686 kcals per mole, for the small change.